The text for our meditation this evening is Psalm 130. It has been a go-to psalm for the church for many, many, many years. In the Catholic Church age, it became known as De Profundis. Much more fun to say than Psalm 130. But it literally is just the first words of the psalm, out of the depths. It's a psalm that was very popular in times of struggle, in times of strife. Luther wrote a hymn that you may know, number 305, from depths of woe. It's part of the Catholic service of death. It is one of the seven penitential psalms in the Psalter. On and on it goes. Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. Therefore you are feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits. And in his word I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. More than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is unfailing love. And with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. You can see how this would definitely be a go-to. And maybe it has for you in your life. As you felt yourself crying out to God, De profundis. But if you're not currently in profundis, Maybe it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. There are so many of these magnificent, earth-shaking, life-changing truths that somehow just become common to us. Prayer. Forgiveness. Hope in the Lord? Redemption? That God himself has done it? Is it possible to get all that in just one listen to Psalm 130? I don't think so. So, we'll take one of these at a time and try to just turn it over a little bit and meditate on it. See if we can get out of there what is in there for those who are crying from the depths. The picture that the psalmist presents with the depths, usually it's a picture that has to do with water, deep water. You can imagine that picture of the person drowning, right? There is Nothing. No light. 
No foothold, nothing to grasp, nothing at all, just sinking. And we all know that feeling and that place of just feeling totally helpless. Those are the depths from which the cry goes up. And how amazing it is that in that place, the only thing you need is a heart of faith, just a voice. Because you have something more important, which is a God who hears. But how does that happen? The psalmist explains, If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared. This is how the person who is in the depths has any hope at all. This is the reason that there are any ears to hear their cry. Because God does not keep a record of our sins. If God kept record of our sins, that cry would go nowhere. The person sinking in the depths would continue with no help, nothing to grasp, no hope. But with God, there is forgiveness. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. In the Hebrew, there's kind of a little wordplay going on here with watchmen and keeping a record of sin. You can't see it in the English, but they have the same root word, which is to keep or to watch closely. And the psalmist is saying, I can keep watch for the Lord like the watchman for the morning because God is not watching my sin. Because there is forgiveness I have the hope to look to a God who forgives. I have the hope to wait all through the darkness for the morning, which I know will come. Just as surely as the watchman waits for the morning. Does any watchman doubt the morning's going to come? If he did, he probably would just leave then. No, like a watchman for the morning, we hope in the Lord. Because with him is forgiveness. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. O Israel, the psalmist calls out through all generations, To you as well, O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, 
For with the Lord is unfailing love and with Him is full redemption. How does the psalmist know? This redemption, this redemption calls to mind the redemption that the Israelites did know at this time. The redemption from slavery. When God showed up and brought his people out of the bondage of Egypt into the promised land, gave them all good things and comforted them with his presence along the way, preserved them. This redemption, the psalmist calls to mind. But this love that fuels this redemption, the psalmist casts his vision way beyond to God himself redeeming Israel from all their sins. See, the psalmist knew that that redemption from Israel, from the slavery, was just the beginning, just a picture that God himself was going to show up and fix the sin problem. That he was going to redeem his people from the slavery of sin. And he himself would do it. When God shows up, there is forgiveness. There is faithful love. There is redemption. Full redemption. I found it interesting as I was studying this psalm deeper and deeper that what is the psalmist crying out for? Is he crying out for the forgiveness that would pull him up out of the depths? For restoration of his mental and emotional faith life? For that relationship with God to be restored? What is he looking for? What is he hoping for? And interestingly, he doesn't say, I wait for your forgiveness. Or I hope in your redemption. He says, I wait for you, God. God alone, my soul waits. Because with God is forgiveness and redemption. When God shows up, he brings all of himself with him. And we know, because we now stand living in the hope from the last time he showed up. When he did redeem Israel from their sins by shedding his blood. To redeem for himself a people from all around the world, to purify them to be priests, a kingdom of priests to his God and our Father. And now we await the next arrival when God will once again show up with forgiveness and redemption once for all to claim for himself an eternal people to destroy that sin forevermore. 
The full redemption. God himself will redeem us from all our sins. Revelation chapter 1 ties all these pictures together. To Jesus, who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him and those who pierced him and all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. The one who redeemed is redeeming and will redeem the Almighty God. Let us hope in Him. Let us hope in Him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for the testimony of Your Word by Your prophets and apostles who have shared with us your redemption in the past, through which we know your Son, who has redeemed us now, and through which we also await your redemption in the future. Heavenly Father, we pray for all of those who find themselves in the depths of woe this evening. Lord God, be their sure comfort and their guidance. Give them peace and joy in their waiting. Give them the hope that you will arrive and redeem Israel. May our eyes always remain fixed on you, where our life is found, where our hope is found. In Jesus Christ, we pray, assured of our future glory. Amen.